Hey, it's Clay. Welcome to another episode of the Money with Clay podcast. And in this episode, I'm going over an article that I'm putting my own little spin on. And I don't think the the quote unquote spin is really out of context. In fact, I think that it fits into a context that maybe everybody should consider, myself included. So for full, just kind of upfront disclosure sake, this is by no means me trying to come across as I have this figured out and I'm always perfect at it. And, you know, if if you need any advice, you come to me because I'm just flawless in this area of life. Not at all, but I found it very beneficial and very commonsensical. I mean, when I go through it, you're going to be like, well, yeah, well, well, of course. But it, nothing, it just does not occur. It does not really happen very much in society at all. Well, let me take a step back. It does happen, and it's very productive when it happens. The problem is especially with the media, especially with social media, it really does get glossed over because when you have a culture of people being able to hide behind their keyboards, right? Hide behind their phones, hide behind some sort of screen and just put some little avatar up or some sort of picture of who knows what. And then they, this stuff goes out the window, but I mean, it's productive and it can be productive and it should be productive. Assuming you actually want to make progress, assuming you want to actually provide a solution, then, well, then you should care about this stuff. Now, if you're just out there and you're trying to, you know, force feed things down people's throats, well, then that's a different, you know, reference point. But this all has to do with the fact of you actually want a solution. You actually want to make progress. You want something good to happen. So before I put my spin on it, let's just establish the fact that, yes, this is all based out of the premise that you would want something good to happen. So this is from CNBC, the make it section employment experts on how to disagree in a job interview without hurting your chances of getting hired. So again, not to insult your intelligence, somebody wants a job in order to get the job. You have to go through an interview, right? So how can you disagree with somebody, but not hurt your chances of getting the job? You know what? That sounds like a, like a very incentivized situation where you clearly have a goal, your goal is to get a job offer. And in order to get that job offer, you need to be able to, well, disagree, but not hurt your chances, right? That's a, a more than valid, a more than, you know, rational thought process to have of you have a goal, you need to be able to, you know, make things happen. And, but you don't, in the, in the process of making things happen, you don't want to somehow offend or somehow, you know, make the person that's going to have the power to extend that job offer you don't want to turn that into a sticky situation. So let's now put that aside and agree with going forward. Why don't we just look at this as a discussion with anybody in life? Again, this is assuming that the people actually want to offer a solution. This is assuming the people actually want to make progress, right? Some people out there, like I said, this, this doesn't pertain. So that's why I started off everything with that kind of little footnote because Assuming that you want to go out there. Now, I consider this. I think most people want to see solutions. Most people just want to see, uh, you know, it seems like the world get less crazy. And if we people did what we're going to talk about here, it, it would happen. It would for sure happen. Because, you know what? When you take these steps that this, you know, person is going to go through, you can apply this to any conversation in life, not just somebody trying to get a job. But these are tactics that, regardless of if the person you're talking to is an employer or is a potential employer, maybe already is an employer, employee, 
somebody, a friend, somebody you bump into on the street, even on social media, dare I say, you're trying to have a back and forth with somebody. This stuff can make stuff happen. Why? Because you can disagree, but not hurt your chances with whatever situation you may be in. So disagreeing, disagreement is actually encouraged in this article. I'm all for people disagreeing with me. I'm all for people having their opinion and it may not be the same as mine. That's okay. We disagree. But how can that person myself, how can you and somebody else still have discussion, still actually open things up where maybe not necessarily you're trying to persuade the other person, but where you're just saying, hey, here are my thoughts. Let me hear your thoughts and, and let's make some progress. So I'm not going to go through the entire article, but again, it's coming from uh, uh, somebody that's, well, let me, uh, where to go? There we go. So this is all coming from, the, the pointer is coming from uh, Carolyn Stokes, the founder of executive headhunting and coaching company Forward, and this was all in the Harvard Business Review. So I mean, just because it's in the Harvard Business Review doesn't mean that, oh, well then that's that's the be all end all. That's not what I'm saying, but there, there's some credibility here. And then after I read through it, like I said at the beginning, you're going to say, well, no kidding, Clay. Thanks for thanks for that common sense point. So it's a lot of common sense, but it is being backed off, backed up with somebody that does headhunting, you know, that does, you know, that helps people pretty much, right? I want to get hired, but I disagree. So how can I disagree, but still potentially get the job offer? And then, you know, that's what the, you know, that person specializes in. So first off, framing it as a healthy discussion. Disagreeing with the interviewer. Now think about it. disagreeing with and replace interview interviewer with whoever you're talking about. So like I said, it doesn't have to be a job interview. So disagreeing with quote unquote whoever you're talking about needn't be thought of as a conflict. Ford Stokes pointed out, it can actually make for a more engaging. Again, it says interview here, but let me just say discussion. She argued by framing it as a healthy discussion, debate, and problem solving. And really, that's what everything is. When you are in a disagreement with somebody, it's a it's a big exercise in problem solving. Now, but again, if the other person has no desire to solve a problem, then it's going to be kind of you banging your head against the wall because, okay, you clearly don't care about actually offering a solution. You clearly don't care about solving this problem. So again, and I realize I keep reiterating that, but that is what this whole thing is grounded in. The, the other person has to genuinely want to try to make some sort of form of progress in, in the you know in the realm of problem solving. Stokes gave the examples of discussing different software development methods: waterfall, which works sequentially, versus agile, agile, agile. There we go, agile with where changes can be made continuously in the development process. As an interviewee, Stokes suggested saying something like, it's interesting that you're using the waterfall method because I find the agile, there we go, methodology to produce faster, more accurate, and efficient end of project results. Essentially using the formula of what you've observed about the company, plus your own professional experience encourages discussion rather than flat out disagreement. So I mean, think about what this, what you're doing is it's interesting that you're, so the other person, so just acknowledge what the other person is doing. So setting aside the job interview, and like I said, I'm not perfect at this, I, I have been trying to get better at this, but just acknowledge what they're saying. When you acknowledge what they're saying or what their you know their their belief is or what their, their argument is, 
then that tells them, hey, you know, at least this, okay, this person's listening to me. So that, it's, that's great. It's interesting that you're using the waterfall method. I know something about your company. I've been observing. I've been taking note. Now, maybe you're not talking to a company again, but okay, I, I hear what you're saying. I, I can see what, what you were, you know, but just acknowledge the fact that you heard what the other party is saying. And then you offer up something of your point and your point needs to come from, in this case, some sort of experience, some sort of, you know, uh, logical thought process, some sort of, you know, well, hopefully it's coming from a logical thought process. If you're just out there shooting stuff because that's how your emotions make you feel, that's that's dangerous territory to be walking on. And again, I'm not perfect, but if your rebuttal is, I, I hear what you're saying, but I feel, and it's based purely on emotion, purely on what you think, quote unquote, sounds good, and you don't really offer up any sort of critical thinking, you know, logic behind it, well, that, that's a little sketchy. So let's go on to the second, uh, let's see, I don't, yes. Oh yeah, the interviewer's reaction to this kind of statement can be telling, Stokes added, in terms of whether they're open to change when working together, which yeah, that's the last point, is because again, if you if you say them like that and the other person just, you gotta observe their reaction and that's gonna be a very telling piece in terms of, okay, I acknowledge that I heard them and I, I gave my, you know, kind of counter argument, my counter talking point, and wow, they they just they didn't have they're not having any of it. Well, at, at that point, I'm not saying you should necessarily give up right then, but it, it's probably going to give you some insight in the fact of, okay, uh, that's that that that's might be a sketchy conversation. And then to finish up that section, approaching the discussion with a more co cooperative mindset by taking on the board of view, the other person can also help both the interviewer and the candidate comes to new and better solutions. So, I mean, yeah, if you go into it with a, let's just be cooperative. Let's let's just talk. We'll see what happens. And then this one, as com, as much common sense as you would make it seem, it, it, I don't want to say it doesn't exist because that would just be an oversimplification, but it rarely exists out there. Ground your view in evidence, in evidence. Green stressed the importance of being able to ground your view in evidence when di disagreeing with a question or statement. If you don't have the proof points to back up what you're saying, it's probably worth holding back instead. All I can say is, and I'm not going to point out any issues but or anything in particular, but it's amazing how, quote unquote, something happens, media, people jump all over it, but they really don't have any evidence. They don't really don't have any of the facts of what will actually happen. So sure, something happened and you can start to draw conclusions from it, but without evidence, without actual data, without actual facts of the matter, how exactly are you going to be able to you know, disagree or prove a point or, or do anything when you don't have evidence? Something occurs, there's a video that comes out, there's some sort of, I mean, anything, right? Something occurs, and then boom, just like that. And then nobody actually stops to think about it through, well, not nobody, you know what I mean, though. Lots of people, they don't stop to sit there and say, you know what? Well, what about this? What was the context of the situation? What about this, that, and the other thing? I mean, what, what, were, what were those? And maybe what, to be fair, maybe what everybody is jumping to the conclusion of, maybe that's accurate. But you know what? Instead of just jumping to conclusions, 
Why not ground your view, ground your statement, ground whatever you think is happening with a little bit of evidence? I mean, just because there's a video, that main that doesn't give you necessarily the, the context. Maybe it does. Maybe all you need is some sort of video that that you know pops up and then sends everybody bonkers. But I mean, but what what what's the context behind that video? What what's the underlying evidence? And that thing is, everybody takes the video itself, or you know whatever the the situation is. I'll just stick with the video example, but they take the video itself as the evidence. But, and that's a part of evidence, sure, but it's not necessarily the only evidence. It's not, it's a very weak amount of evidence. Let me put it that way, because when you don't have any sort of context, then things can get shaky in a hurry. Researching the company itself and speaking to anyone you know already working in the business to get a feel for how receptive the firm is to new ideas can be helpful, can also help your approach. So again, not necessarily researching the company, but just research the topic as a whole. Research what, what you're actually disagreeing with, what you think that the other person may be saying. You're just basically get evidence. I'm not quite sure there, uh, there needs to really be anything said other than please ground yourself in a little bit of evidence, get a little bit of evidence. Don't look at it as a surface deep amount of evidence, such as a video, and then think that's it. Please, I'm not saying you have to become like, you know, the CSI people and, you know, put on your Sherlock Holmes hat and do a bunch of detective work, but at least ask a few more questions, at least ask a, a couple, you know, distinguish or, you know, distinguishing factors that are going to help make some sort of better concluded evidence. Again, maybe that's. Maybe what everybody jumps to the conclusion of is the fact of the matter. But here's the other thing. Maybe it's not. Maybe those people are getting way far ahead of themselves. Maybe those people are portraying or arguing something that, in all actuality, just doesn't really add up. And then the final one, avoiding stubbornness and respecting seniority. Now, respecting seniority, I, I would definitely conclude that that basically applies to the interview. But avoiding stubbornness. As the conversation continues, remember to be open to changing or adapting your opinion as you learn more information. Signs of stubbornness can be off-putting for interviewers. But take out interviewers, off-putting for everybody. And I am definitely, I struggle in this area. I am a stubborn individual. I would like to think I'm making progress because at least I'm self-aware that I'm stubborn. But I mean, there's no doubt about it. When you give somebody a rational and coherent argument and then... And you just know this person just doesn't want to say, you know what, maybe, maybe I don't quite have it right. And in many cases, I don't think anybody's really ever quite saying, hey, admit you are wrong. No, I think most people are just saying, oh, you know what, I I, I was I was right, but maybe th I, that needs a little tweaking and this thing up here needs a little tweaking and then that thing over there needs a little bit of tweaking. But yeah, again, that is just adapting, right? Adapting your opinion. I'm not saying anybody needs, nope, oh, wow, I was totally wrong. What? Not. I don't think anybody really wants the other person to say that. But when you won't even budge, when you won't even admit that, okay, that talking point, that's very gray. Like that doesn't, what do you, that, we're, we're, okay, so this changes to that, but I mean, why, where, when? And, and you can just tell that the person, they keep stumbling over them and they keep, oh, well, and, and like, so just, are, are you are you going to change your opinion? No, that that's just, that's how no progress is made, right? If this was, if that was a job interview, I highly doubt you would get the job. Yet, because discussions with people outside of this are not, there's no really incentive, right? The incentive 
is just, I want to be right. But that's such a bad incentive because if you go into the, I want to be right with a job interview, you know what? Nobody wants to hire you. Nobody's going to want to work with somebody like that. But you know, when you're on social media and there's not necessarily any, that sort of incentive, well, it's, it's no wonder why people get, get a little tough out there. Uh, let's see, green, nope. Uh, oh, there we go. There is a quote that I want to end on. You are not forcing your opinion on them. Rather, you're inviting them to consider it. And that's really all we should be trying to do is frame things in a way that gets the person to consider it. And that's where the first two points are, are solid, right? Framing is a healthy discussion, acknowledging what they have to say, offering up your counterpoint. And then as part of that counterpoint, you are grounding that with actual evidence, with some good critical thinking. And at that, you're not trying to get them to just totally, hey, you know what? It's time to force. It's time to put this round peg through a round or a square hole. No, just you're, you're trying to get them to actually consider what you're saying. And like I said, it's not easy at times. It can be frustrating at times. And it can be, because I mean, think about it. Both parties in many situations are like, you're being irrational. The other person is saying, no, you're being irrational. So the question just becomes, all right, well, how can we turn this into a discussion? And let's just, hey, I'm not going to, I'm not here to force, but can you at least consider, can you at least consider with an open mind that, because I hear what you're saying, you're, you're saying this and you believe that, but you know, this is what, what I'm saying. This is what I believe. This is kind of my rebuttal to that. And the reason I have this rebuttal, the reason I have this thought process is because of this evidence here, this, you know, uh, you know, this logical thought process, this critical thinking. So let's just have a discussion about it. Let's, I'm not going to force you, but let's just, let's just see if we can, uh, if, if we can, you know, if you're you're open to considering, I'm always open to considering your opinions and maybe I, we can do some adapting. I'm not here to be stubborn. And I, a lot of progress in this world, I think, could be made if people just took these talking points um, and almost as, let me put it this way. The world would be so much different if every conversation had the pretenses of, you know, this, conver this conversation is going to depend whether you get a job offer or not. Can you imagine how productive conversations would be? Can you imagine how much more progress and how much more, you know, uh, you know, opinion changing and just productivity? Productivity, the the world society would be a much different place if people had the pretense, had if the premise of every conversation was okay. You know what? This person, they uh, they they, they could be giving me a job offer, but. I, I want to still be able to disagree with them, which is great. Um, that's why I love the article is it's not, hey, if you want a job, you have to do whatever that employer or potential employer says. You have to just be a puppet. You have to just agree with everything. No, it's encouraging to disagree. But the person you're disagreeing with, actually, everybody's incentives are aligned. But outside of that, in, in the real world, well, unfortunately, these are, there is it, right? It's There's not, nobody's actually at risk of, you know, not getting something that, that that they truly want. But hopefully this helps. It helped me reading through it, kind of reiterates the things that I've been working on to know that I'm on the right path. But get out there, invite people to have a discussion, a healthy discussion. Don't be stubborn, okay? And most importantly, please ground your thoughts in evidence. Ground your thoughts in a rational thought process with good, solid, critical thinking behind it. And I think you can make a lot of progress. I think everybody, the world would just become a better place. 
Thank you so much for hanging out and listening. Before I go, I wanna just make your attention to a few things. First off, if you enjoyed the show, then make sure to help us out in the iTunes, especially if you could leave us a rating. That goes a long way and just assists me in getting the word out there, and I genuinely would appreciate it. Second, if you find yourself either in debt or just feeling like your, your personal finances are kind of out of control or could be much more efficient, then I would encourage you to go to moneywithclay.com and check out the Slab Money Method. That is the course that I put together as a former process engineer that outlined every single step, step by step by step with documentation, with forms to fill out, that'll put you on the path, the exact path I used to pay off $163,000 of debt and get myself to the point where not only am I debt free, but I am now able to build wealth and build wealth in an efficient uh, manner. So if you're curious and interested in that, again, moneywithclay.com and that is the slab money method. And no, this is not all some massive sales pitch when I say that it works, it truly does. And I back that up with more than words. My action behind those words is that course comes with a one year money back guarantee. So if you try it out and you're not making any progress, you're not seeing any progress, then I will refund you the cost of the course, which is very minimal to begin with. And then finally, make sure to check us out on social media, Facebook, Instagram, just look up for Money With Clay and you will see us there. Again, thanks for hanging out. I'll see you back next episode.